0: Welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. You like that resolve?
2: Oh my gosh.
0: This is Justin Monorail. This is episode number 142 of the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. Today is January the 11th, 2021. Last week I had to cut the year out because I said 2020 and none of you corrected me. Oh, <laughs> who who are those that uh, that were the offenders just mentioned in this date reveal? Let's introduce them one by one. <laughs> You're all offenders, offenders, offender number one.
2: I am offended, Samantha Monteriel.
0: You're supposed to check me on these sorts of things. If I say very boldly and positively that we are in the year 2020, you have to correct me.
2: I've learned over time to only take responsibility for myself. And I'm not here to hold you accountable. You're going to have to step up to the plate.
0: Uh, no. No, no <laughs> thank you. I'm going to blame everyone else if I mess up, because clearly it wasn't my fault.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Number two in the room where it's happening. Chicken. Chicken is here. <laughs> the chicken is here. Chicken is served. <laughs> Hot and fresh. Chicken. Or as we know him, Garrett Monreal. Garrett, welcome back to the Monorail. Hello. Good to have you. Happy January 2021 and finally in the room.
2: I don't have I don't have anything today.
0: New haircut.
2: New ha- new stunting.
0: What's up new haircut?
2: New boot stuntin. <laughs> um nothing.
0: I think you got your haircut before the last episode but we didn't mention it so. I got
2: my haircut before the new year. Yeah,
0: that's what so. I'm saying.
2: I was a, I'm was ahead of the curve. Everyone else is going to start getting their haircuts now because I like New Year You're new setting me. the trend, though. I'm doing it first.
0: Yeah, you did it first. You are a trendsetter, McKenna Monorail.
2: I don't know about that one. That's
0: a bit <laughs> of a stretch. People are watching Twilight now because of how much you hated it.
2: That's not true. People have been watching Twilight, <laughs> and that's why I watched it because I was like, wh- what are people getting out of this? And I don't... Joy,
0: happiness, fulfillment. Really? Inspiration, hope.
2: It's miserable to watch. Instead, watch... um. It's Jesus Christ Vampire Slayer, and it's for free on YouTube, and it's really good. It's hilarious, and it's a musical on top
0: of everything.
2: Oh, it sounds terrible. Great
0: recommendation. Um, Non-Disney.
2: And also, uh, you are inspiring people, because last I checked, uh, several of our uh, Diz Twitter followers are now looking for their vampire lover. So.
0: What? Oh, I did not realize Excuse that.
2: Excuse
0: me? <laughs> we'll get into that Ask more later. Dr.
2: Jacqueline. I'm just Wait. kidding. She never said that.
0: <laughs> okay, we gotta bring in the last Monorail family member before we get too far down the off the rails rabbit hole here. Let us introduce him. Give him the introduction he deserves. He is the star of M34D and the feature player on the Monday morning Monorail podcast. My friend and yours, Landon the Dawes land Landon, welcome back to the Monorail.
1: Glad to be back. uh, Coming to you from the isolation station of love. I don't know if I'm necessarily the star or featured player, but based on last week's episode, I am the one that makes this podcast sparkle. So, what's up? You do, man. Donna thinks so, (laughs) and I agree. Appreciate the compliment, Donna. Uh, Where
2: am I, Donna? Where am I in this whole podcasting.
0: Donna's so sweet. She'll just say <laughs> something like, you're the one that brings all the happiness to everyone. I know she Clearly she not does. Sam,
1: though. <laughs> no, not
2: really. <laughs> Talk about weird things and take us off the rails.
1: Uh-huh. And, That's and, and McKenna's boring. Yeah. It, Speaking it, it, of weird things,
2: how do you feel about the phrase "Nos to mental health advocate? I like it. Okay, good. Thumbs good. up.
0: Strong. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw it, McKenna, but Skipper Bob mocked up a uh,
2: I a, haven't seen it yet. A draft for you.
0: It's cool looking. Yeah. I
2: need, to, I need to look.
0: It does look good. I love it. It would look good on a shirt.
2: And I'll wear it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Steffers, feel free to put that on your Etsy store. I know. Frozen Reflections. <laughs> Reflections Design Company. Back in action. Wow, we're just plugging everybody at the top of the show. Why not? You know what? New Let's year, new plugs. It. New plugs. I got another These one for the you. These are the
2: same plugs.
0: I got another one for you. Skipper Bob's breakdowns. You got to check it out, you know why? That Women's Royal Rumble coming up.
2: Ooh, I'm going to win.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's like good breakdowns. I thought it was like him just like sitting in front of a camera just sobbing for five minutes. That's I, his it's TikTok. Both.
0: That's, his, oh, okay, that's right.
1: my idea. Be <laughs> sure to like, follow, and subscribe, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty
0: sure there are creators that do that.
2: Yeah, I, there's actually a really famous one who's very
0: controversial. So yeah. I'm not going to mention. Listen, I'm not going to knock it. I cry on
1: this podcast frequently.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> not me. I never cry on podcasts. Never, ever.
2: <laughs> I may cry today.
1: <laughs> you might. You might.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you back to the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. We're so happy you're here with us here in 2021. I'm going to keep saying the year because I know it. I know the year. I know what year we're
1: in. <laughs> yeah, 2020. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. Never mind. Now now I've forgotten.
2: We are still in 2020.
0: Some would say. But (laughs) no, it's it's 2021. Along with the year change came a brand new festival making its return to Epcot for its fifth year, the fifth anniversary, the Epcot International Festival of the Arts. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about park hopping Mm -hmm. in the new normal at the Disney parks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But before we get to those two things... I have an announcement to make.
2: Ooh.
0: Yeah. None of you know what I'm about to say.
2: I I think we all know what you're about to say.
0: (laughs) Starting in February, because February starts on the 1st, and I feel like it's perfect. Starting in February, there will be a format change to this right here podcast. And what are we going to do? We're going off the air. No! (laughs) In fact, we're doing the opposite. You guys, I know we call ourselves the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast, but if you follow us on Twitter, our handle's a little bit different. It's at Morning Monorail. That may have been a little bit of a fortuitous accident that I created the handle that way because starting in February, you're going to get a brand new episode of Morning Monorail every weekday.
2: That sounds like a lot of work.
1: It really does.
0: Are your minds blown? (laughs)
2: It's tired. It's tired.
0: Because it's happening. It is going to happen. Here's what it's going to look like. Mondays, you're still going to get a Monday morning monorail podcast. In fact, we'll still probably call it that because that's going to be the main show. That's the flagship. Monday, Monday morning mor- Monday morning morning, morning rail Monday. podcast. Monday. Never mind. Morning morning Let's change Real. the name because I can't say it. <laughs> we'll still do the show the way that you know it. We've got you know our virtual table with Landon included, the five of us we'll do the news, we'll talk about like current events going in in the Walt Disney going on in the Walt Disney World Resort because that's what we established this show for two reasons. One was to talk about the current news in the parks, but the other is to share tips and tricks when you're traveling to Walt Disney World. Those two were the main things. So Monday, I'm doing hand signals here in the room as if you all can see it. <laughs> so Monday we're still going to do that. On Tuesday, It's going to be more of like a a hodgepodge show. Who knows? It could be we bring you an interview. It could be us discussing some random Disney topic that we want to talk about. Like, if you were going to redesign Journey into Imagination, how would
1: you do it? If
2: you're going to release 50 horses into the Magic Kingdom, what order would you release them in?
1: Okay, or that. I'm looking forward to that episode. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: I I may do an episode of Help Me With My Managerial Economics class.
1: Obi-Wan
0: Kenobi. You're my only hope. (laughs) I'm not looking forward to that episode. (laughs) But really, it could be... I mean, it's still going to be Disney-related, but we'll have more fun. Um, Flexibility.
2: What if I say a cast member at Disney loses their name tag, therefore are five minutes late to their... So it'll be managerial You're doing some
0: sort of (laughs) math. It'll be Disney. I was was told there would be no math.
2: (laughs) I can't do math. I'm going to put that out there. Uh,
0: On Wednesdays... M34-D getting its own feature program right smack dab in the middle of the week. Thursday and Friday, back to the uh, hodgepodge topic sort of Disney show. On Monday, the show is going to be probably somewhere in the neighborhood of about a a 30, 45-minute type show. Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, you're probably looking more like 15 to 20. Wednesday, who knows, because Landon and I like to wax poetic about Disney attractions <laughs> that we can't stop talking about. You will see that coming up in today's m 34 d So, by the way, it's back. It's coming back.
2: Ooh. And this, this episode and on Wednesday?
0: This episode today, because we're not starting the everyday oh. thing until February. Yeah, you're right. So, February
2: 2nd when my oat milk goes bad.
0: You better drink it all on February 1st. I
2: chugging it. <laughs>
0: no, do it on Don't February 1st. Don't chug milk. Do not chug milk. <laughs> it's
2: not milk.
0: You said it's oat milk.
2: It's oat milk. It's different. I can chug it. Uh, I makes think. me feel nauseous.
0: <laughs> yeah. How do you milk an oat?
2: Um. So you use you can water. With- <laughs> Just- <laughs> no, I'm not playing along with this joke. So you can use water and you grind up the oats and it creates a milk-like substance. McKenna... I'm ignoring you. I hope McKenna you know that. McKenna dumps oats out on the counter and okay. starts making biscuits like a cat. <laughs> what? <laughs> what does that mean? What? And then he starts that milk. <laughs> Excuse what? me? What
1: are you talking about?
2: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what is your problem?
1: We're not topping that one. Good night, ladies and gentlemen.
2: I'm sorry. My head... I don't know what... Do you have a day. head injury? Do we need to take you to the hospital? No,
0: that's me. I'm over here slurring my speech.
2: <laughs> my brain <laughs> just does these weird things. I don't know. Okay.
0: <laughs> Making biscuits like a cat.
2: <laughs> Until yeah. milk comes out of the oats.
0: I've, I see I've never seen it. a cat make biscuits. We call it gooching up. Yeah. When the cats gooch up on your lap. Oh, that's making biscuits. I, yeah, that's making biscuits. called
2: making biscuits. Yeah. yeah. People mm-hmm. call it. That.
0: What? Because you know, when yeah. you make biscuits, you gotta knead all the That dough. is not
2: how you make biscuits. You make biscuits that like this. More hand you... motions
0: for the podcast crowd. <laughs> yeah. Baking <laughs> <laughs> yeah. biscuits.
1: Hey, while you we're talking should, about should, food. Sorry, Landon. I, know, I was gonna make a joke about it. I should you should start doing like like close up hand magic for our audio podcast. That's a great idea.
0: Mm-hmm. That would be really Is funny. this
1: your card? <laughs> oh my
0: god! <laughs> How'd
2: you do that? <laughs> or like, I will pull a rabbit out of this hat.
1: Do and... it! Oh my god! Where'd yeah. that rabbit come from? Out of
2: that yeah. hat? What? <laughs> we I went to magic camp. I didn't. I wish I did. It's
1: right we'll... down the road uh, from Space Camp. I here, we'll
0: send you to magic camp.
2: Oh, what? Really? Yeah. I'm too old As long as you
0: promise to never return. Oh. (laughs) Wow.
1: (laughs) And for her ultimate trick, she will make herself disappear.
2: Wowie. Okay.
0: So speaking of food. (laughs) The the Ipcot International Festival of the Arts features a lot of food booths. I don't know if it started that way, but it definitely does now. And it did last year when we went.
2: It's so pretty, too.
0: The food definitely rivals that that you can get at the other festivals. In fact, I would say you can't match the plating. Right. At the Festival of the Arts, they make sure that not only is the food delicious and interesting, but it also looks amazing from each one of these booths. And last year, I'm pretty sure it was our friends Rhonda and Jeremy from Main Street Magic that said they felt like the food at the Festival of the Arts was better than any other festival. I'm starting to feel like they're probably right. Mm -hmm. And uh, so yesterday we actually got to visit the Festival of the Arts. I
2: think the Festival of the Arts food is more adventurous.
0: It is. I think you're right about that too. There's more adventurous offerings, which may or may not be an appeal to some people. But um, I think you can find things that you'd like and we can talk about that. But just to give you an overview, the Epcot International Festival of the Arts, starting January 8th, which was Friday, goes through February the 22nd. It's not that long. Nope. But this festival is the one that... Oh, this is going to come as a real shock to everybody. It really shines a spotlight on artwork.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Are you serious?
0: So there are galleries throughout World Showcase. There are artists that are displaying their works of art. You can buy them there. You can buy prints. You can buy originals. You can buy... I'm not kidding... There are pieces of art that you can buy in the Epcot World Showplace that are over $20,000.
2: That's because artists deserve to get paid for the hard work they put into pieces.
0: I don't disagree with that, McKenna, but...
2: It's a a picture of Belle and the Beast in front of a castle.
0: It's a lot. I'm just saying. But you know what? Maybe they deserve it. I'm just... (laughs) I can't spend $20,000 on a trip to Epcot. That's just me.
2: I mean, I think they deserve it. I'm sure if they price it that much, they feel they deserve it. But holy cow.
0: Yeah, that's... that's, Usually when something gets priced like that, they got someone to appraise it. Yeah, but these are the artists. Like, they're sitting there in front of you with their art behind them. I
1: think they set their own prices.
2: Yeah, I would say.
1: I mean, that's that's the price of a used car right there.
0: <laughs> that's a nice used car.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh, My yeah. car is less than that. Was, My car <laughs> would be like... McKenna couldn't buy a painting at Epcot with her car. No. <laughs>
0: I, was gonna, I was actually going to say that painting is worth four McKenna cars.
2: Yeah, four. Oh, are <laughs> you no. kidding? You really bumped up the value of her car. Not when
1: we bought it. <laughs> it wasn't. I think we need to check with Kelly Blue Book right now. Mm-hmm. So here are
0: some of the fun things you can find... Around Epcot during the Festival of the Arts. Drawing on inspiration in Future World West. Discover dazzling depictions of classic Epcot attractions illustrated by two Disney Imagineers with unique points of view. And we saw some of those works of art. They're very pretty. Mm-hmm. And I love anything that's inspired by classic Epcot. Because I'm a nostalgic nerd. Mm-hmm. Which we'll establish later in the show. You
2: are a nerd. That's true. Mm-hmm.
0: Over near the land pavilion, you can find the expression section, a paint-by-number mural. They usually are featuring figment.
2: I was actually curious if they were going to do this in the current...
0: Yeah. Yeah, so what Mm -hmm. they're doing is you still get your little cup of paint. You get your little individual paint sponge, and then they have it sectioned off. So they give it to you, and then they tell you to go to like a section of the painting. And then what it is is paint-by-number. So on your cup of paint, it'll say like number two. You go find, what is it, three cubes that yeah, are labeled number like two and you color those in and then as you exit they give you this little uh, take post-card. home piece of postcard It's like yeah. art it's a little piece of art oh that's cool yeah it's fun we did it last year we enjoyed it i got paint on myself of course <laughs> bridge to on the bridge to showcase plaza that's where the chalk art displays are
2: yeah it was nice we got to see it yesterday
0: yeah and There are really cool designs. You get to actually see them doing it in front of you during the day.
2: It's a lot of young people, it seems like, too. Lots of young people. Which is really cool for them.
0: I think I probably said this last year, but the things that people can create with chalk on concrete just blow my mind. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. And I took a picture. If you're in our Facebook family group, Monday Morning Monorail Facebook family group, you can see some of the chalk art. I took a picture of a couple of them. One of them is... um,
2: the spirit Mi- Minnie
0: Mouse. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of them's Minnie Mouse. And the other is uh, the guy from Soul.
2: When he's in spirit form. When
0: he's in spit it, spin it form. <laughs> Charles Dickens.
2: isn't it, so it soul form? Soul form. Soul form. Isn't that why it's sure. called soul? Why not? Sure. Let's sense. go with it.
0: <laughs> you can participate in a scavenger hunt called Figment's Brush with the Masters. Help Figment learn about art on a scavenger hunt maps can be purchased at select merchandise locations. This is the same thing we do like with Remy when we search with, with our scavenger hunt maps through World Showcase to find Remy. We've done that a few times. The
2: Remy one's the superior one.
0: <laughs> uh, you know, you're yeah. you're entitled to your opinion.
2: And it's a correct one, so... <laughs> it's
0: the correct one. <laughs> but yeah, th- I mean, there's fun stuff. And, you know, in the World Showcase Showplace Pavilion um, they have live entertainment, so... There's an a Epcot pianist that goes up and plays. They also do um, Art Defying Gravity, Experience the Spectacle of Thrilling Strength Acts. You can go watch Feats of Strength in the World Showplace Pavilion. A little late for Festivus,
1: but okay. <laughs> and then,
0: and then uh, Visual Arts in Performance. So uh, you get to watch artists paint colorful Disney characters in a flash. It's where they do the really fast paintings in the in the showplace pavilion. Yeah, so,
2: those are cool.
0: I'm glad they're doing that inside this year because I think in the past it's been impacted by inclement weather.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask especially on the on the on the chalk ones. Wouldn't that be kind of weather dependent? Yes, for sure. And of course they might get washed away.
2: They throw tarps over them if they think there's going to be weather.
1: They try okay. to, but good because like like uh, you made reference to the pictures in in the group. That that mini and dude from Seoul. What
0: is his name? I was I was gonna not say it. I
1: forgot. Okay, so Joe. Uh, Minnie and and Soul Man. I mean, those are some really impressive pieces of art. He's a Soul Man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank
1: you. Now with his glasses and his hat, he could be the long lost bl- uh, Blues brother. I agree. I mean, he is blue. So
0: his Jeremy name in the movie jazz. is actually Paul? Joe. I got it right. It's Joe. Joe? Played by Jamie Foxx. It's Joe. Which
2: one's Paul?
0: Paul. Paul. <laughs>
2: I don't know a Paul. Paul.
0: <laughs> Let's all can we all just say Paul? 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 Uh, he's played by uh, David Diggs. Is his name David or David? I think it's David. Uh, the guy, he's the guy from Hamilton. He plays Thomas Jefferson.
2: Yeah, I know who. And
0: Lafayette, you don't know Hamilton. You don't know from Hamilton.
2: He was also in the Unbreakable. Kimmy Yeah, he Schmidt. was in Kimmy
1: Schmidt. You're right. He's also on TNT Soul or Soul Snowpiercer. I don't know if anybody watches that oh, yeah. show. Yeah, he is on that one. I don't. I just see it during commercials. That painting of Figment is killer, by the way.
0: It is an awesome painting. Yeah, I took a snapshot of a, of one of the... And and that's one of the ones you can find in Art of Disney. So this wasn't like a um, like an outside-of-Disney creator that brought in works of art. Because you're really not supposed to take pictures of those. <laughs> um, yeah, you're rule breaker. I took a picture of Figment because that's one that you could buy at Disney at any time. And I just thought it was cool. So, yes, lots of different displays of art. There's music going on. The Jammeters are once again back at it. They're playing at the Canadian stage. Um, And then also the Voices of Liberty are performing Disney songbook songs out on the American Gardens Theater. And Mariachi Cobra is still doing their thing. So there's entertainment. There's art. But more importantly, there is food.
2: Yeah, a lot of food. (laughs) Yeah. I was hungry too yesterday. We started our day. I know we're going to talk about this, but we went to uh, to um, Hollywood Studios, and I ate a whole breakfast Toronto Wrap by myself.
1: <laughs> I was
2: hungry yesterday. Oh, you
0: Toronto Raptor, you! <laughs> yeah.
2: And then I was dying to get to Epcot about two hours later, so I could eat the rest of the food.
0: Yeah, you were hungry. I, I you know, I'm always hoping that I get to clean up your plate when you're done eating. <laughs> And I did not get to finish off your Ronto rep. (laughs) You took care of it by yourself.
2: Yeah, I was hungry.
0: Yeah. So we started off there uh, and we did just, we had the breakfast Ronto rep, but we waited to eat until we got to Epcot um, in terms of lunch and dinner because there's just so much to choose from, so many good options. No way that you could do this all in one shot. We were talking about for Festival of the Holidays, if you'd you'd really wanted to, you probably could have tried something from each booth for Mm -hmm. Festival of the Holiday in one day. If you had wanted to,
2: it's uncomfortable. I would imagine, though. Yeah,
0: don't think you can do that for Festival of the Arts. I think there's just a bit more um, on the plate if yeah. you if you allow me to be so bold. Yes. Any, um, I don't want to go through every single one of them. People can find the the food guides out there if you would like to. And and I mean, you you're going to want visuals with these anyway because as good as they sound in words, when you see pictures of them, you almost don't want to eat them because they are beautifully constructed. Yesterday, we tried a handful of things. We were walking around again with Jeremy and Rhonda from Main Street Magic. They were doing some live streaming um, of us sampling these different things. Did you have any highlights that you would want to let people know about of just the things we tried yesterday?
2: Yeah, I did. Um, Highlight number one. Well, first off, I think it's a, a point that I should make To everyone that the passport starts in Mexico. (laughs) Hmm. There's always a debate. Like, do you start in Mexico or Canada? The passport starts in Mexico. Interesting. No. Yeah. No. It goes Joffrey's Coffee, the (laughs) refreshment port. McKenna, when you get to the countries. The refreshment port. Get to the countries and it look at the first year. Okay, I'm done with you.
0: This is where <laughs> it starts. But the refreshment port is in World Showcase.
2: It's in Canada. I don't know.
0: That's interesting. I don't think so. It says
2: Showcase. It's, like, it's, it's part Canada. of the circle. No, it mm. is. Okay, so it's on the
0: border. It's a border country. So hold the on. refreshment port.
2: It does start with like different show, like different things. There's this. Pop Eats, that's near Disney Trade. Hi, Pop stuff. Eats. But it. <laughs> Stop it. That
0: was my joke from yesterday. <laughs>
2: so, why would you do that? <laughs> why? <God. laughs> What's wrong with you? It's a good joke. But it goes all over. And then when it starts the country, like around the countries, it starts in Mexico. Technically, it starts in Mexico. And in then Canada. it goes to that's China, insane. which is next. And then the outpost, So, so on and so forth. So just hush up. No, Um, you're wrong. Anyways, so I do have a few things that I'd like to highlight. Number one. Do it. Number one, my top favorite. Yeah. Morocco, that lamb.
0: The rack of lamb.
2: Holy moly.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was good. We took a picture of this. Again, join the uh, Monday Morning Monorail Family Facebook group, and you can see some of these pictures. It's also on our Insta, if you want to follow us there. But what is the name of the booth in Morocco? It's called the Mosaic Canteen. Yeah. And this was a harissa roasted rack of lamb.
2: And holy crapola.
0: With baba ganoush.
2: And that Mm -hmm. baba ganoush was delicious. Uh, Baba
0: ganoush was my favorite uh, athlete from Most Extreme Elimination Challenge. Stop it. (laughs) Wow.
1: (laughs) You're on fire right now. (laughs)
2: No kidding. (laughs) But I think that that was probably my number one thing that we had. I would have eaten a couple of those. I think the Beef Wellington was fantastic. That was in the artist America, table.
0: The artist table. Um, and, in and America. the American Adventure Challenge.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> that, all that
0: Why did I call it a challenge?
2: I have no idea. I
0: don't know. <laughs> don't Living
2: do in mean? America is
1: kind of a challenge right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> he made a joke, but I don't yeah, think we, he's allowed to not it. Not for podcast. The podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then the other highlight of my least favorite thing I what? had Was the hold on (laughs) the warm brown sugar stuffed pretzel at the refreshment outpost with the banana ice cream? The banana ice cream, I was a little conflicted on that because it tastes like circus peanuts, and I eat circus peanuts just because I'm like, well, why not? You know. Um, But the pretzel wasn't good. The circus peanut ice cream was weird. So it was really weird.
1: Why did?
0: Why did the banana ice cross the cream... road? <laughs> no,
2: no, oh. no. Why did the
0: banana ice cream taste like circus peanuts?
2: Well, I don't know. Maybe we should reach out to Disney.
0: Circus peanuts are a candy, by the way. Do you know what we're talking about? We know
2: what circus peanuts are.
0: I I know they're not just normal peanuts. Okay, good. I just want I I wanted to make sure you knew we weren't just talking about a bag of peanuts.
2: They're the orange fluffies. Yeah,
0: orange fluffy things. But like. It's supposed to be banana ice cream.
2: Circus peanuts don't taste like banana. Mm-mm. It tastes like a circus Why peanut. Why didn't the
0: banana ice cream taste like banana? Well, in my opinion, the banana ice cream tasted like a banana popsicle. That's what it tasted that, like.
2: Those are two very different
0: tastes. Yes, yeah, I agree. Here's the thing. <laughs> it looks amazing. Talking about the warm brown sugar stuffed pretzel. It looks so good. Mouth-watering delicious. You can see pictures of it. We took pictures of it pretty sure i posted this one if not i'll post it on the instagram and, and on our facebook this was one of those things that when you taste it you want it to be delicious and it it, ju- so it just it just is not <laughs>
2: No, it, was...
0: it gradually got worse over I the course to stop. of eating it. I
2: was like, "This is grossing me out." <clears throat> so wait, so was it like a hollowed pretzel yeah. with brown sugar and the melted center? like a
0: gooey brown sugar kind of filling no. and with the banana? No. It's supposed, basically, it's supposed to be like a banana's foster. Imagine they were trying to go for something like that, and it just doesn't work. It, it doesn't... just, it just wasn't very good.
2: But the Coke oven. Coke oven. Coke
0: oven. Oh, yes. Germany. From Germany. That was good. Coca-Vine. I don't know how they say it. coca Uh It's chicken roulade with violet mustard, candied carrots, pancetta. <coughs> Bless you. Thank pancetta you. crisp, marble potatoes, and brew rogue rouge sauce. <laughs> brew rouge. I don't know. Guys, oh, nailed it. Give me a break. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was good. The interesting thing about the coca to me, and you pointed this out, and you were dead on, it tasted like turkey.
2: Yeah, it tastes like I was eating like Thanksgiving food.
0: It really did. It mm. is, I like
2: Thanksgiving. It was good.
0: <laughs> and when they say pancetta crisp, let's be clear. It's bacon. It was bacon, yeah. Um, we also were able to try the red wine braised beef short rib with parsnip puree, broccolini, baby tomatoes, and aged balsamic. This was something that Jeremy and Rhonda got from uh, Germany. And... It was really good. It it tasted to me like that's the thing and I guess beef short rib. It just tasted like like comfort comfort food like cuz it had the the parsnip puree which was like a mashed potato. You put the two things together, it was like pot roast kind of thing. Yeah. It was good. I'm not knocking it. It was good, but that's if you're I guess what I'm saying is if you're looking for something that's maybe a safe delicious bit cuz you're not very food adventurous, this one may sound like it's adventurous and it's not. Mhm. Is that fair? That's fair. Fair to say. Mhm. From the artist table, the Beef Wellington, again. That was another one that to me was very comfort foodie. Um, just to give you a description. Mushroom? I don't... Why? Duck sale? <laughs> what the heck is that? <laughs> Prosciutto and a puff pastry with red wine demi-glaze and fennel cream. Very good. Yeah, it was awesome. It was very, very tasty. You didn't mention the pan-seared scallop. We tried that one, too. That was good. <clears throat> it comes with chorizo, roasted red pepper coolie, and parmesan crisp and it's gluten friendly the parmesan crisp is like it seems like a cracker but it's made of just cheese and that was very tasty epcot tends to do scallops very well
2: i've mm-hmm. always enjoyed the scallops at a epcot
0: epcot epcot does scallops well and again this is another example so i would recommend that if you like scallop try that out at the uh mosaic palette what is it called I already forgot it. In Morocco. Mosaic Canteen. The Mosaic Canteen. We also got the flatbread, which is the Mediterranean flatbread with za'atar, pesto, artichokes, roasted peppers, sun-dried tomatoes, and fennel cream. Let me just tell you this. Goat cheese. Goat cheese warning. You either love goat cheese or you hate it. I love it.
2: Goat cheese is good. Yeah. Yeah. They put a lot on there. It, it's, was, it was delicious. It was, it,
0: was, it was lousy with
1: goat cheese.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's a good descriptor. Yeah.
2: I really want to learn how to make um, lambs, though. Like a rack make of lamb. Make lambs? Make
0: lambs. You take a mommy lamb and a daddy no, no, lamb. No,
2: no, no, <laughs> no. Oh, no, my gosh. I want to make a lamb rack. Wait. And I want to eat it all.
0: They wouldn't be lambs anymore. I know. It's just for the joke. <laughs>
1: You're really leaning into this whole dad joke gimmick, dude. That's my thing. That's the only thing I have going for me.
2: Uh, Whatever.
0: Uh, Can we go back to iPop Eats for a second? We didn't try it, but Jeremy and Rhonda got the tomato soup with French onion and bacon grilled cheese. They said that the... The grilled cheese sandwich tasted like French onion soup, which I'm all for. That's mm-hmm. weird. They said the tomato soup was very good. They were dipping it in there. It looked really good. We tried the tomato soup can Bloody Mary. Yep. False advertisement. It comes in a plastic thing that looks like a t- uh, aluminum can. <laughs> um, but it was good. But they
1: put croutons in it.
2: Yeah, I don't want croutons Interesting. in my Bloody Mary.
1: Ew. I don't know. Bloody Mary's is one of those drinks. It's like you can get away with putting a whole lot of stuff in because it's like uh, the regular Bloody Mary at a refreshment port. I mean, that thing comes with like shrimp and uh, tomatoes and a stick of beef jerky. Like, like it's a whole meal with the drink.
2: It's awesome.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: It tends to be like a brunch when you order a Bloody Mary from (laughs) refreshment port. This one, it's a small serving. I'll tell you that.
2: It's no, it's extremely small. Yes. Like it's a sip.
0: It for, was it was wow. a small serving, and most of it was croutons. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hmm. ringing endorsement.
2: And it was fourteen dollars.
0: I will tell you that it tasted Ooh. it tasted good, but it's weird. Mm. I don't know that I'd recommend that one. At the pop, I pop eats. You can also get
1: Stop. you
0: can also get hashtag Rainbow Sherbert Glitter Dream Ale.
2: We were hoping to hear a report from Jeremy if it makes his pee glitter.
0: Yeah, we do need an update. <laughs> we need an update on that because it's glittery beer.
2: And if so, I must invest in this glitter beer and drink it every day. It will be my new Instagram story on a daily basis. Like, hey, I, I think you'll get
1: movie. banned from Instagram <laughs> for that one.
0: I think you might.
2: I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> Garrett's embarrassed. He can't take it. <laughs> he's he's going to end the podcast himself. <laughs> There's lots of things we didn't get to try, and I and I hope that we get a chance to go back before the end of the festival of the arts because the deconstructed dish has a deconstructed Reuben and a deconstructed BLT. I'd love to try them both.
2: Yeah, must be nice.
1: Um, The dessert looks interesting. The deconstructed uh, strawberry short uh, cheesecake. Yeah. yeah, Yes.
2: I would like to have a a visit where I drink the specialty coffees from all of the (laughs) coffees in one go. See what happens, you uh, know. You'll
1: turn into the great cornholio. <laughs> 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 yeah, at
0: El Artista, El Artista Hambriento. Wow, I think I nailed yeah. Hambriento, but it took me a second on Artista. Um, I'd like to try the chili relleno because I love chili rellenos. They have a pork belly pastor. Mm. That sounds really good. It does sound good. Sam can't also have. gluten and wheat friendly. So. But, they have a but not pineapple friendly.
2: Not nope. a fancy choco taco.
0: Yeah, they have taco <laughs> dale taco taco de chocolate. Yeah. Chocolate candy shell filled with Mexican chocolate mousse and a touch of chili topped with tropical fruit. I would eat that.
1: Actually, all the all the food uh, in uh, Mexico enough. is uh, gluten and wheat friendly.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it's chocolate. It doesn't sound like I can eat anything but the chili.
0: You may not know this, Garrett, but did you know that we got hot chocolate from the Aztecs? Yeah. And, no. and back in those days, it was yeah. spicy. Mm-hmm. Chocolate well,
2: the should spicy, be spicy chocolate. I've had spicy chocolate
0: before. Huh? But,
2: chocolate should be
0: spicy. Pudding chili in the spice in chocolate is a whole different thing than making I've chocolate eaten, spicy that's what they did. yeah
2: no i've pe- eaten peppers. chocolate pe- oh, bars oh, that have, have chili, chili. chili. No, not
0: oh, <laughs> i was like why are they putting chili yeah. in chocolate that you have like to tell them if you want beans or no beans <laughs> that's what i thought you were saying <laughs> no like, i'm with you Garrett. i'm with you that? yeah put some sour cream on there oh no, yeah not that kind that's of chili gross chili peppers my friend um <laughs> The Painted Panda, of course, China always does a great job with their food booths for the festivals, and this year, no exception, Old Shanghai Shizi Tao, pork and water chestnut meatballs, I ser- try that. served with taro root, I try that. and Sichuan red hot mala shrimp, both sound good. Mm. Yeah. Um, we talked a little bit about Germany, we didn't try their desserts, uh, but those look good as well. Lart de man- Mangiare? La- come on now. I've got I've got <laughs> Italy in my educational background. Let's do this. Larte di mangiare. Um, they've got arancini, which is sweet sausage fried risotto balls with Pomodoro sauce. Ooh, that sounds good. Laragosta, Robster ra- Robster ravioli. <laughs>
2: robster. Oh. Rock robster, robster Raggy? <laughs> uh,
0: with vanilla saffron cream sauce and shredded chili peppers. And good. bomboloni, which is fun to say, which is cream-filled Italian donut with raspberry sauce and powdered sugar. Yes, please.
2: I want to try the lobster mm.
0: poutine.
1: Right. Yeah, I was poutine. looking at that. That that looks really good. That looks real good too. I'm hungry now. Sorry.
0: Anyway, I want to wrap
1: this up, but I think
0: I would be remiss if I didn't mention, for the first time ever, at Festival Favorites, you can go into World Show Place and get Remy's Ratatouille.
2: Yeah, too bad I'm not gonna eat it. <laughs> I hear it's good. I want to try it.
0: It's also cheap. It was like four bucks.
2: Hmm. I mean, that might be the only thing I'm allowed to eat when we go back.
1: Yeah, it's That's practically free at Epcot. for yeah, four bucks.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's a that is a a cheap offering. These food booths typically have pretty expensive thing. Well, ex- relatively expensive based on the portion size. They
1: so, got a charcuterie plate too.
0: Oh yeah, the charcuterie looks good. Also in World Show Place Pavilion, if you go over to the painters palette, you can get prime steak tartare. I know that would perk, I knew that would perk up McKenna.
2: I like a, I love a good steak tartare.
0: Yeah, you can get that one or salt roasted beet tartare, which would be vegetarian. So beet tartare. Can we really call that tartare?
2: No, because it's not <laughs> raw meat. <laughs> uh
0: huh. Funny thing.
2: <laughs> oh well, whatever.
0: Get your prime steak tartare and get a frozen rusty nail cocktail, whatever nice. that is.
2: Hmm. A rusty nail? That's a, a cocktail that's been around for a while. Is it? Okay, yeah. What is it? I'd have to Google What's, it. Uh, don't, Google don't Google it. Don't Google
0: it. Just tell us what don't you think Google is it.
2: in it. Don't Google it. Um, rusty nails.
0: Exactly. It goes great with your <laughs> raw meat. You can get all kinds of if- infections.
2: No, I do know that there's a cocktail called a rusty nail. And Oops. actually, I've got it Bourbon right here. or something. It's scotch and drambouli.
0: Oh, you hit the rusty nail on the head with that one. Shut up. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that hurts. (laughs) (laughs) I'm done. I'm done with the Festival of the Arts.
2: Well, me too. Since I'm going to start my challenge that I said I was going to start, I will not be enjoying delicious treats anymore. Yeah
1: too bad. Well, good on you for having willpower because uh, looking through this menu, I want to try it all.
2: Yeah, it's going to be hard. I may have to skip if you guys go back to Epcot.
1: It's a special occasion. I mean, any time you go down to Walt Disney World, it's like you're on vacation and when you're on vacation, calories don't count.
2: Well, we're technically uh, not on vacation.
1: Shut up, I'm trying to on Vacation. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> For me, it would be cheating myself and no one else if I didn't do the challenge as I'm supposed to. The trick is... You cheated
0: not only the game, but yourself. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, um, I he- here's, the, here's the trick. I once heard in a song that um, every day's vacation if you love your occupation.
2: I hate that song. Don't bring it <laughs> That song's so annoying. A wise so man
0: then, once told me. Calories don't count if... <laughs> If you meet you, that criteria. Weren't you, there you go.
2: the kids calling that propaganda? It, it is propaganda. Is. It's, that's exactly what it They're is. They're
0: trying to convince you, like, get to work. And if you <laughs> love what you're doing, every day's vacation. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to make a funny joke. Anyways, um, <laughs> we're, we're doing this in reverse order because actually we got to Epcot after starting our day, as, as we mentioned, with Ronto Raps over at Hollywood Studios. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about our park hopping experience for a moment before we wrap up this segment and park hopping came back on January 1st, 2021. And the way that they were doing it was there are certain criteria you have to meet before you're allowed to go to the next park. One is you have to have a park pass reservation. You have to have gone to that park and entered the park before you hop to the next park. And the park you're hopping to has to have available capacity, which I'm really curious how they're monitoring this after our experience yesterday. (laughs) So if you are going, let's say you're going from Magic Kingdom to Hollywood Studios, you're going to have to hop on a bus. So you leave Magic Kingdom, you go find the bus to Hollywood Studios, and then they scan your magic band to make sure that you entered your first park. And I assumed to make sure there was capacity at Hollywood Studios. If those things have happened, you get to get on the bus, go to Hollywood Studios after 2 p.m. because you can only enter after 2 p.m. And then enjoy the rest of your day. And by the way, are you, you're not just limited to hopping to one park. I Actually, on January 1st, I know people that went to all four parks. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> so you can do it. Now, here's the question. If they're saying they're monitoring and limiting capacity, how exactly are they doing that? Because yesterday we started at Hollywood Studios and we went to Epcot via Skyliner. No one scanned our magic band. Before we got on the Skyliner. Or before we got in line to go into Epcot. So...
2: We've been able to ride the Skyliner.
0: Yes. And this is something I brought up. They're not going to stop you from riding the Skyliner. Because you could be going to Caribbean Beach. You could be going to Pop Century or Art of Animation. You could be going to the Boardwalk. If you go all the way to Epcot. You know, So it's not like a guarantee that you're going to another park. Just because you got on the Skyliner. But shouldn't they ask you... Are you planning to go to Epcot in case there's no capacity? I mean, because then we get there, and we just lined up and we went on in. And I can tell you, it was pretty busy in Epcot yesterday.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and did someone count us as left the park from Hollywood Studios to give additional capacity?
0: Well, so that's an interesting question, too, because you don't have to scan when you leave. No,
2: and there's no, like, you know, when you leave Universal, there's the little turnstile. So it counts how many people leave, I'm assuming. Uh, they don't have those at Disney parks. Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
0: You just walk out. Now, you are wearing your magic band, so I'm assuming, like, maybe when you scan into the next park, it takes you out of the previous park, but that doesn't really make sense. Because what if you just don't go to another park? You're freeing up capacity when you leave. Yeah. So I don't know. Something's fishy. There's something fishy going on here.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe
0: they only... Here, okay. How about this? Maybe they only limit capacity or, or stop park hopping if... The park was full before the day started. And by that, I mean all the reservations gone. Every single um, resort guest, AP, whatever it may be, single day ticket holder, they booked up the park. And so they know for the day the capacity is filled. And if that's the case, no park hopping to that park. But if it's got available capacity, maybe over a certain percentage, then they're like, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. And I'm not... This is again. I don't want to get into it because this is not a commentary on on the concept of (gasps) or is it? Bring it
2: on, (laughs) social media.
0: I am simply saying if they're saying their policy is they're limiting capacity to thirty five percent right now, I don't know how they're managing that.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. But I mean, I think yesterday it was busy, but only in certain areas did it feel like crowded. But for the most part, it felt like it wasn't overwhelmingly busy not like the holidays
0: yeah i don't know have been so this was a saturday jeremy and ronda went to epcot friday the first day of the of the festival and said that actually actually according to their their daughters saturday was busier than friday and they said friday was very busy
2: oh maybe i just didn't pay attention
0: so shrug i don't know
2: (laughs) Mm-hmm. he's, he's going to, dad's going to start saying the movements he's doing out loud. For so the you podcast.
0: all know. Yeah. And now watch this. I'm about to cut this rope in half.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: And now I'm going to tie a knot. Oh, look at this knot.
2: Okay. I I'm going to pull it. it
0: apart. The rope is a single rope. Oh again. Oh my
2: God. How, How, did did that? That? <laughs> How did you do that? How did you do that? Mind blown.
0: Yeah. I'm pretty good guys.
2: And that I, was I used impressive. hand motions for the blown part. You
0: did. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like jazz hands, but you didn't like wiggle your hands. No, no it was no. just a it was hand explosions by your ears. Yeah, hand explosion. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Garrett just did jazz hands. So,
0: so if you guys have any questions about park copying, let us know. i I think we can answer most of them. It seems to be pretty laissez fair. Yeah, relaxed.
2: We are in Florida, it's Florida.
0: Was that Florida?
2: Mean? Florida. Florida's different. <laughs>
0: it <laughs> is. We, we built different.
2: We are. Florida Garrett is, doesn't like that. It's all the crack. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: you could be right. Yeah. You're not wrong.
2: Nope. Mm-mm. Isn't it more like fentanyl, though? Isn't there a lot of.
0: I don't know. Who knows? Okay.
2: I don't even.
0: I want to announce my first ride of twenty twenty one was Rise of the Resistance.
1: Whoa. Ooh, that's a good one.
0: That's yeah, that's a good first ride. Yeah, and I was able to get boarding group twenty-seven. I did it, you know, from my bed at home. Boarding group twenty-seven opened up around ten o'clock, so about an hour after the park opened. The it was moving beautifully. And actually the line moved great. Once I got on the ride, it it was like everything was working beautifully until I got to the final Kylo Ren animatronic. (laughs) And sadly, he was hiding behind a wall. You could still kind of see him. But they did the B-show of the Kylo Ren ship coming up in the windows and he threatens you in some way and then his ship gets shot out of the sky and then you go to the little escape pod. Mm -hmm. Um, That was the only B-show element. Everything else was working. And I have a theory. I think what they have done is they have developed B-show elements for some of these like significant portions of the show that could potentially break down. And now this is why Rise is running smoother and not breaking down quite as much because it's been more efficient. Like in December and January, it's doing better. I think it's now because they can be like, oh, Kylo Ren's not working. Well, we don't have to shut down the whole thing because now we have this other thing we can do. Right. That's my theory. Could be wrong. But for the most part, I even got this time... I got my favorite path whereas uh, you get to go up on the elevator and you get shot out by the adat. That's my favorite one. And I got it. The probe droid was working. Everything was working. Oh that's fair. Justin,
2: Justin didn't invite me on this ride.
0: Well, you didn't decide to go to Hollywood Studios till I already had a boarding group.
2: Mhm.
0: And then you were like, "Oh, FOMO."
2: No, I really didn't. Why would you? FOMO?
0: FOMO. Okay. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> my first ride was Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway.
0: Yeah, that's and a it's good first such ride. A good
2: ride.
0: It was. It it worked fine. Nothing wrong with that one.
2: Yeah. So cute.
0: The posted wait time was sixty minutes. We waited about thirty.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Right. It's not bad. Nope.
0: Also, we hung out at Baseline Tap House for a while and had a good time over there. Yeah. It was a good I love day. That place. It was yeah. a good day. Can't complain. Mm-hmm. So. Anything else we want to say before we wrap up segment one? Nope. No. UA I, had something to say. UA is in the floor gr- grumbling and complaining because <laughs> she wants our attention 24-7. We had, a, we had a really good experience yesterday. It was fun. It was really good. I want to thank Jeremy and Rhonda again for letting us tag along with them. Check them out. They're Main Street Magic. They had a big announcement Yeah. Um, just this past week.
2: So excited. Not for to them. steal
0: their thunder, but they, they were part of the uh, a network. They have split off, and now they're independent. And they're going to be doing two shows a week, so good for them.
2: It's going to be amazing.
0: Yeah, and they're awesome. new to Instagram, so go follow them on Instagram.
2: Yeah. Have to show they're them still how to post to le- pictures. <laughs> they're still
0: trying to learn how to use it.
2: <laughs> they're great, though. The they're very nice. they are awesome.
0: Very nice, yeah. Always fun to hang good out family. with them. We, we look forward to some, some collaborations coming up this year. Yes. Yeah, so... Alright, guys, we're gonna take a break. Stick with us, because when we return, it is the fantastic, long awaited return of M34D. UA's hacking a loogie right beside me. (laughs) Stick with us. Welcome back to the monorail.
1: This is
0: M34D. We're back again, baby. And it feels so good. But you know what? I couldn't do this all by myself. This whole segment was created to feature and promote and spotlight one of your favorite radio hosts, radio producers, podcast hosts, content creators in the entire world. So I couldn't do it without my pal and yours, Landon, the Dawes do Landon, welcome back to the monorail.
1: It has been a while still coming from the isolation station of love, and I am number 34 in your programs, but number one in your hearts, ladies and gentlemen.
0: 34. Is that the number you were when you played football?
1: Yeah, well, basketball, actually. Oh, yeah. Basketball. But, uh, okay. Yeah. You would think having a body like this, I would have been good at football, particularly, you know, one of the fat guys on the O-line. Not so much. I don't like getting hit.
0: <laughs> that may pre- preclude you from playing football it is a contact (laughs) sport um but yes both of us multi-sport athletes i know we
1: don't look like it now Mm -hmm. back in back in the golden days oh yeah back (laughs) in the day it was baseball basketball soccer tried football now it's just fantasy football and that's it
0: uh gambling
1: Oh yeah, gambling now, because that's legal in the state of Tennessee. Be sure to download the FanDuel app and use promo code WOKI when you sign up here in the state of Tennessee.
0: Boom. Oh, definitely do that. Like, I'm, I'm actually <laughs> glad we got to squeeze that in because guess what? If you're going to do FanDuel, you use that WOKI promo code. That's going to help out your buddy Landon. So
1: it will do it mm-hmm. and also help out yourself and help yourself. Just don't mm-hmm.
0: make bad bets. Never bet on Tennessee <laughs> sports ever, ever, no, ever. That applies to pro and college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, guys, let's get to the topic at hand. I know that you've been dying for us to get back to the format. Bring back M34D. And and for those of you who maybe have joined the show recently, because I think we probably have lost a few listeners over the last year, but maybe we've gained some new ones. And I would hope so. So um this part of, the, part of the show is intended to be a deep dive into Disney attractions where we really try to tell the story behind the story, if you will. Um, M34D is the Monday morning monorail Disney deep dive with the Dawes. So, of course, like I said, we have to have Landon here because he is the Dawes in the M34D. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so,
1: and, and uh, Monday morning monorail Disney deep dive with the Dawes. That's a mouthful. That's why we call it M34D.
0: It is. Yeah, that's that's where it comes from. And that's because ladies
1: goes. love literation, as LL Cool J told us. Or Taking us. it
0: back to our best of episodes 1 to 10. I even squeezed that little clip into our best of show because ladies do love literation. Mm-hmm. But Right there. Yeah, we're, we're coming back strong. So one of the things we did was we we did a virtual walk through the World Showcase. Oh, to give you some history, we did Magic Kingdom start to finish We didn't end up doing like a lot of the restaurants or some of the other little things because we could certainly deep dive on things like Cinderella Castle. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, some, some of the various things around, uh, the Magic Kingdom Park in Orlando. We mostly focused on attractions. We did do the monorail which I was proud of. Uh, We
1: had to do the monorail. It's in the name and the gimmick and everything. Yeah,
0: it's true. So we were contractually obligated to do that. (laughs) Uh, But now we are focused on Epcot and we started with day one attractions. You may or may not know when, when Epcot opened in 1982, most of what you have, uh was just didn't exist it was it the the pavilions were very limited uh most of the rides weren't ready to go day one and um even world showcase like uh, wasn't open completely on day one so we started in future world and, and started with opening day attractions we moved and we, we actually just went ahead and knocked out all of world showcase go back and listen to our o- old episodes if you'd like to hear those but now we're going back to future world and and we're going to start hitting on those things that opened after day one. And we're starting with a bang or maybe a spark. One little spark is a matter of
1: fact. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Because we are indeed starting with journey into imagination. Yeah. Yeah. Not journey into imagination with figment because guess what? Figment <laughs> was the ride back in the day. It was mm-hmm. the dream finder. It was figment. And we're going to get into all that as we go. So, to start things off, Landon, let me ask you right off the top, do you actually remember riding the original version of this ride?
1: I don't remember riding it. I was talking to a, to my mom about this, and she says that uh, she, t- she and my dad took me and my younger brother down there, and we were able to experience the original Journey into Imagination, but, you know... Growing up, you don't remember uh, some things, and this just happens to be one of those things I don't remember. But thankfully, through the magic of YouTube, uh, you can experience it. Yes. Maybe not uh, as well as you would being actually in the ride, but you know, still better than nothing. That's true because the original version
0: of this ride only lasted until October 10th, 1998. And it seems to me that, I mean, I know we've all got cameras in our phones now and if we're not doing that we're carrying gopros or or whatever else into the parks we're all getting Mm -hmm. on ride video for every attraction you can possibly imagine
1: pov i believe they're called povs for sure
0: back in those days uh you were carrying like a big camcorder on your shoulder (laughs) if you wanted to record ride video and Mm -hmm. um i mean the cameras were getting smaller by the time we got to 1998 but it was still on magnetic tape a lot of it if you remember those they were small tapes um and I think that lasted right up. I mean, we're probably at that breaking point, like right about 98, 99, 2000 was maybe when we started getting to more digital storage on the cameras and things. But That mm-hmm. yeah,
1: was about the time it started to go more digital, and actually that uh, created a little bit of financial strife for Kodak, who was the corporate sponsor of this ride, and kind of led to us getting the version of Journey into your imagination, because Kodak didn't necessarily have the funds that Disney wanted yeah, to upgrade. That's right. No, absolutely. Thank you for tying
0: that back, because without even knowing it, I, I was kind of going that direction, and I'm glad you brought me to it. Um <laughs> Kodak was the original sponsor of this ride, and so the, the discussion of film to digital is totally relevant for this, um, because as I was trying to get to when you go to YouTube now, if you want to watch video of the original show, the original attraction, it was filmed on video, which translates, you know, they had to at some point transition that to digital and put that up on YouTube, and it's just not high quality
1: no no and then like you can even do a search for hd versions and you might find some that have been cleaned up a little you know after the fact but not nearly the pov videos we get these days
0: yeah it seems like ancient history when you watch it
1: really does yeah like like watching one of the ride-throughs it's like this feels like something i'd watch in like you know social studies in the seventh grade or something
0: it's so bizarre it's very Mm -hmm. it's very jarring but Nowadays, every single person can record, like, 4K video (laughs) from their freaking phone. It's just, it's crazy the times. Technology, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. But, you know... As technology progresses, as film progresses, as all this stuff progresses, so do things change and turn in the world. And and so there's always this urge and want to kind of like update rides and move them into the current times. And Journey to Imagination couldn't avoid that. But what we're going to do, we're going to start quickly uh, with the discussion of the original attraction. Because I think all of us who are fans of the original attraction and fans of Figment and One Little Spark will agree. That was the definitive attraction in this (coughs) pavilion. Um, and it has never been the same since they tried to change it. We'll get to the end, but maybe there's hope <laughs> for the future. So,
1: what are you talking about? Everybody loved Journey into your imagination. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> everybody well, loved it. It was
0: universally loved. Yeah, <laughs>
1: even Michael Eiser's like, this thing sucks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, if you've never ridden Journey into Imagination, Journey into your imagination, or Journey into Imagination with Figment, let me give you a quick rundown of what this ride actually is. Because that's how we start. We like to say, what is it if you have no exposure to it? Created by our friend and yours, Tony Baxter and Steve Kirk, the Journey into Imagination was an omni-mover dark ride that used really engaging special effects catchy theme song of course and a lovable original character to explore the things that can be achieved when we unleash our imagination and use it to our greatest ability that is my in a nutshell summary of what it was but just talking about it that way doesn't nearly bring you the beauty of what this attraction could be and i mentioned quickly tony baxter you may know t to the b t to the b you may know him from creating such attractions as big thunder mountain He also was involved in, I think, the head supervisor of Disneyland's 1983 remodel of Fantasyland. He was the lead engineer for Splash Mountain, the Indiana Jones Adventure, Finding Nemo, Submarine Voyage, Star Tours, and Star Tours The Adventure Continues. This guy's got some good, you know, history under Mm -hmm. his belt,
1: for sure. You know, I've heard of a few of those rides, Jay. I know. One thing I would say
0: about all of those rides, immersive, imaginative Three hundred and sixty degrees, sense engaging, fun experiences. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it, it definitely feels like more than just an attraction at a theme park. It's it's, it's immersive, as you said. And I, uh, if I remember correctly, he is involved in the uh, reimagining of Splash Mountain into uh, uh, Princess and the Frog. Right?
0: Yes, that is true. So he is at this point retired from his day job, but he is being brought back by Walt Disney um, to. Walt, not Walt Disney himself. but Walt
1: Disney Disney himself (laughs) has come back from the grave to be like, T to the B, you need to fix this.
0: But he he will be like a a supervisor, an outside analyst, and um, he's going to definitely assist in the reimagination of Splash Mountain. So, yeah, good, good to have him in the fold because, obviously, he's, mm-hmm. got, he's got a magic touch when it comes to Yes, yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely has some uh, clout, and the resume proves it.
0: Yeah. Another thing I would say about all of these, if not all of these, great soundtracks. Mm. And why is it that this particular ride, it, the original version in particular, was so iconic? One of the greatest ride theme songs ever created, One Little Spark by the Sherman Brothers, of course. And like,
1: like, like, real quick, where would you place this in the hierarchy of songs created by the Sherman Brothers? Oh, man, it's, it's got to be up there. So it's tough because
0: they created a lot of classics, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of all-time favorites. We're talking about There's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow. We're talking yep. about Tiki, 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 Tiki Room. We're talking about Small World, uh, mm-hmm. Carousel of Progress, the, the, both versions of the song. So Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow and Now is the Time, Now is the Best Time. And you know th- they've been involved in so many classics. Gosh, I we probably should do like a Sherman Brothers ranking. Ooh, ooh.
1: at some point because I think that, that would, would be tough. Be, it'd be a fun topic. Uh huh. Oh, it absolutely would be fun. But I have a feeling we would definitely end up stepping on somebody's toes. We would when, 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 when we pick the song, quote unquote, wrong. Yeah. Well, whichever would
0: be in last place. The thing is, this is just like the Pixar movie rating. Whatever you put like in your lower five is still a Pixar movie, right? <laughs> so yeah. you know, it's it, Sherman Brothers, if you were ranking their songs, um, because you know, would you throw in like movie songs too? Because didn't they write uh Tuppence and like the Mary Poppins songs? Yeah, a lot
1: of Mary Poppin stuff. I yeah. mean yeah, you definitely could. I mean, I feel like that opens an even bigger can of worms, but I mean, you definitely can. They uh much like T to the B, their resume proves that. They, they they're kind of good at what yeah, they, they do, or they rather, did
0: in the yeah. in the Walt Disney World Hall of Fame or Disney Hall of Fame for sure. Disney parks and and movies. So um, we'll think about that. We'll have to think about the best way to do it. But I to answer your question, for me, one little spark is. I'm just going to say without any way to support this, it's in my top three. I would yeah,
1: think. that's what I was thinking. Either top three or top two, but yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So we'll have to go back and revisit. I could be way off, but that's what I'm thinking. (laughs) Um, The original version of the song from 1983 to 98 was performed by, of course, the audio animatronic characters, the Dreamfinder, voiced by Chuck McCann, uh, but when singing was voiced by Ron Schneider. And then Figment would sing along, too, and that was voiced by Billy Barty. (laughs) When they reopened the attraction as Journey into Your Imagination um, and then Journey into Imagination with Figment, now we have Eric Idle. Playing the lead mm-hmm. lead role as uh, Doctor Nigel Channing, and now he sings the song. And Figment is voiced by David, or Dave, if you know him. Goals. <laughs> so
1: I didn't know you and Dave were that close. We're tight. Mm-hmm. Anybody who voices Figment, you know, we're bros. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, we're definitely boys. Yeah. Do you have a preferred Figment voice, or, or is it kind of of the mindset Figment is Figment, and you love it regardless?
0: I don't want to sound like a old curmudgeon here, but I think I prefer original Billy Barty figment. There was something about it, you know. But yeah. mm-hmm. I think part of that is also influenced by the fact that original figment was not like a nuisance and pest. And Yeah,
1: and, and as yeah. we're going to get into and in his reimagining, there is definitely some uh, jerkish qualities of figment. Yeah. Kind of Kind of being a pest, as you said. Yeah, maybe too much. It bothers me a little bit, but...
0: Anyways, um, in the development of journey into imagination, Tony, along with his team of engineers went through a six month process of figuring out how best to tell a story about the creative process from gathering, you know, ideas, storing them, combining them, sorting them, and then eventually putting out a finished product, which is really interesting because you're designing a ride. So you're going through the process while you are designing the ride. (laughs) That's going to explain the process. That's. Uh, kind a little of meta. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. And um, it, it's interesting because you feel like you would get inspiration because you, as a creator, as a Imagineer, you've gone through this process a million times and mm-hmm. you're like, they, I'm sure they had a very structured process from the beginning design phases, the modeling, the storyboarding. You know, where do these ideas come from? How are you inspired? How do you sort those, put them together and then create a story and a finished product? So. It's, it's a little, you know, you can almost take it as a little behind the scenes when you were riding through the original version of this ride. It's also kind of a discussion of how the Imagineering process kind of works. Yeah, That's a good point. I
1: hadn't really thought of that.
0: Yeah. I just thought of it myself. Well, good job. <laughs> Man, we should be rolling on this. We really should. Put this down on digital. <laughs> we don't use tape around here. Tape's out the door. Um, oh. And I don't think that I I don't think I said this from the beginning, but before I before we get into kind of walking through what the original ride uh, experience was like, this version ran from March 5th, 83 to October 10th, 1998. So a long run, 15 years, a little over 15 years, uh, which far surpassed its predecessor or not predecessor, successor, I should say. Uh, but then the current version, of course, has been running mm-hmm. longer surprise. As we
1: already discussed, journey into your imagination was universally loved by everybody. <laughs> yeah. Like but, this is too okay. good the w- it, this is too good for the world to have. Yeah. So so uh, it only gets a limited run. <laughs> it's too beautiful for our eyes.
0: All right. I, so I do encourage you to go check the video out of this ride. I'm not just going to walk you through um, step by step of all of it. I don't, I'm not sure that's the most in- interesting part of our discussions when we do M34D, but just to kind of give you an idea, the ride started with your ride vehicle soaring through the clouds. You're then introduced to the Dream Finder. An old man, jolly old man kind of <laughs> reminded me of like a Santa Claus. I was going to say, de- yeah, definitely
1: has some Santa quality. Yeah.
0: He's very jolly and, and friendly seeming very warm. Um, he had a red beard. He was dressed in a blue suit, not a red suit. <laughs> and of course he wore a, a dashing top hat. Um, he was flying in this airship that I when when I remember it in my memory, I actually conflate it with the Rescue Rangers Ranger plane. <laughs> 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 but then, like, I go back and look at pictures and videos. I'm like, oh, it didn't really look like that at all. Um, but I mean,
1: like, like I I guess if you're just painting it with the mind's eye, so to speak, I can I can see where where you get that because both kind of have a um, mismatch quality yeah. of, of being put together. I mean, Patchwork. obviously, uh, obviously the dream catcher is more steampunk than whatever yeah. uh, gadget and gizmo or than bismo and whatever the <laughs> rescue rangers names are uh, i know chip and i know dale john and mulaney and Jack and- <laughs> and- <laughs> holy crap i do know them all look at that
0: <laughs> that's pretty good and i walked over you by making a joke but you did it Ah, oh, thank you <laughs> but yeah um i do remember it that way but it's it's definitely this interesting airship idea and it did have a large idea bag with a huge vacuum portion mm. on the front the idea was this vacuum uh, gadget was sucking in ideas and inspiration from all over the world and universe and storing them in the idea bag. So the dream finder is kind of flying around, sucking things up all the time. And then once the idea bag is full, he would go to the dream port, unload all the inspiration, sort it, make sense of it, and then come up with brand new innovations and creations that are going to make the world better. And nothing is a better example of this than the creation in in front of our very eyes of the lovable purple dragon we know as the figment of imagination. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good part of the song, too. I'll probably drop it in right here.
1: Two tiny wings, eyes big and yellow, horns of a steer, but a lovable fellow. From head to tail, he's royal purple pigment, and there, voila! You've got a figment. A figment of imagination. Dreamfinder, I'm just right. Uh, uh, Uh-uh, not quite. I'll throw in a dash of childish (laughs) delight. Man, what a song.
0: It's great. So, fun fact I wanted to share at this portion.
1: I will be the judge if this is indeed a fun fact. Please proceed.
0: Okay. The judge is back in session. The characters of the Dreamfinder and Figment were actually pulled from a canceled project for Disneyland called Discovery Bay. One of the attractions, Professor Marvel's House of Illusions, featured a bearded scientist who had a hobby of breeding dragons. This, of course, eventually turned into the Dreamfinder and Figment. What do you think? I will indeed deem that a fun fact. Yep. it's. Mm-hmm. I think that's a fun fact. Again, we've said it before on M34D, ideas at Disney never really die. They're just mm-hmm. repackaged and used in another way. Um the other thing the other piece of this I found interesting was that Tony Baxter was inspired by Magnum PI when he came <laughs> How up random this. is that? I don't
1: really understand
0: it. <laughs> I don't get it.
1: But and and I saw the clip where where apparently he got the inspiration in this episode of Magnum PI it's a throwaway line. It's not like it was some big profound statement by Magnum or something. It's it's like a, oh, and believe me, uh, it's not a figment of my imagination. It's uh, uh, figments of your imagination don't eat like rare plants or something. It's like, <laughs> that's it. That's it. I got it. That was it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he was watching. He's like, oh, my God, I just had an amazing idea. Yeah. Well.
0: I don't know if we can really knock the mind of a creative genius. You know, who knows? mm -hmm, That's a good point. Yeah. Who Mm -hmm. knows where inspiration he sucked that little throwaway lineup into his idea bag. Yep, Mm -hmm. Put it in the dream port and here we are. So uh, I I praise Magnum P.I. I I feel like Magnum (laughs) P.I., that particular episode should go down in the Disney Hall of Fame for inspiring this classic attraction.
1: It's easily my favorite episode of Magnum (laughs) P.I. By far.
0: So the ride goes on, you go through different rooms where you see, you know, not only the Dreamport storage room where they're sorting, lots of special effects and parlor tricks come into play um, in this room and the coming rooms where you start to go through seeing these ideas come to fruition and, and, and embodying art, literature, performing arts, science, that sort of thing. And at the finale, we actually get to see Figment taking on all these odd jobs, um, yeah. becoming things like an astronaut, a scientist, a pirate. Tap dancer, Mm -hmm. mountain climber too. mountain Mm -hmm. climber. I, and I think one of the things that you probably will find when you ride the ride today, a lot of these little things, there are little things that were like plucked from the original ride. That's that now exist in the current version. And, and right here, this particular part, the videos of figment doing lots of different jobs and things, you'll actually see that in the current ride today. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Which which I mean, like, going back to the uh, line you threw out there, an idea at Disney doesn't die, it's just repackaged. I think this is another instance of that or, you know, paying homage to a attraction that is more well-received.
0: Definitely. For it's sure. like, we
1: understand, we're sorry, we can't bring it back, we're doing our best.
0: <laughs> yeah, so you get a little taste of it, little nods here and there. Um, after you exit the ride, you entered a little imagination playground called Imageworks, which was... Branded as a creative playground for the future, there were giant kaleidoscopes, pin screens, a rainbow corridor that is, like, classic. Mm-hmm. People people love to reference the rainbow corridor. Iconic. Yeah. Uh, a drama stage, which you actually got to go on stage and become part of a movie. and um, And other various, like, hands-on things that, you know, of course, Epcot brought all sorts of, like, interactive playground-type <laughs> elements in a lot of their original pavilions. And this one was no exception.
1: I have a fun fact about this area. Sure. You talked about the uh, the drama screen and, you know, you can get in front of a green screen or a blue screen and interact with the uh, Dream Finder and Figment and shoot these films. Mm-hmm. Do you know who played the role of the Dream Finder in these oh, videos?
0: I don't. Who was it?
1: That would be uh, the father of the animal kingdom himself, a young Joe Rohde. No!
0: Yes. Oh, my gosh.
1: How cool is that? That's a so there are people out there that
0: have videos. They probably could purchase these videos, I bet.
1: Oh yeah, they were definitely absolutely for sale. It's Disney. It's a profit deal, baby. That, but yeah, they may Joe Freakin' Roadby was the Dreamfinder. That's amazing. And in the lead up to the opening of Epcot, uh contractually they had to have one of uh one of these attractions open and running, and uh, they were running out of time. They uh at the last minute, they were able to get uh the 3D film working. Mm. So They ended up not using this video, but it's a promotional video kind of teasing what's coming. And in this video is the Dream Finder, again, played by Joe Roderick.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Uh Uh-huh. We need if if there's a clip of that, we should probably share that like on our socials so people can see it. We need to try to find it if we can, or if it's it it may be part of like a Defunct Land video or something.
1: I was I was going to mention I've I've mentioned them before in these M34D segments. Go check out Defunct Land. They have a uh, uh, them and Yesterworld team up for a two parter on the history of uh, this attraction and stuff like that. And and in the part one from Defunct Land, there is video of. Joe Roddy, nice as the
0: Dreamfinder. Yeah, so there you go. Go go check that out. Then work done. One list yep. thing off the
1: to-do list. <laughs> they also released their virtual uh, theme park. Uh, the, the first attraction uh, is uh, Fifty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Wow! So if you if you have a VR setup, you can go experience that attraction. So they went for an additional thirty thousand leagues.
0: That's awesome. <laughs>
1: What did I say? You said Dang fifty.
0: It. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? You gotta you gotta up the ante when you make absolutely
1: stuff. yeah yeah. You know how inflation is with leagues yeah. these days. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's good. That I, I think that's super cool, and I can't wait. Like I'd love for I'd love the ability to put on a little virtual headset and like walk through a theme park whenever I felt like it. That'd be yeah super mm-hmm. cool. So. Keep doing it. Keep doing what you're doing, Defunct. Yeah,
1: keep going, Kevin Perger.
0: Yeah. It's the guy who runs it. I had a random thought I wanted to ask you at this point, and I'm sure you saw it in the notes, but I wanted you to have time to think about it. Do you consider the original Journey into Imagination somewhat analogous or analogous to a, like, not scary haunted mansion? And the reason I say that, you've got original characters. You've got a classic theme song and you've got these special effects that trick your eye and make you see things that maybe aren't really there.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good comparison. And also uh, it does uh, the the part where where uh, Finder uh, makes it, quote unquote, spooky yeah. because he's imagining it. So definitely has some like, oh, this is this is uncomfortable feelings to it kind of like at some points in the haunted mansion would as well it's like i think that's a very good analogy like like you, you mentioned it original characters um uh, technology and special effects that you know are making you see things that you wouldn't think possible and then um and then you know a catchy theme song i i think that's a very good comparison nice good job you. feather in the hat
0: <laughs> Another great analogy by yours truly,
1: um, but yeah, I so just don't call you the analogy machine for nothing.
0: <laughs> I suck ideas into my idea bag. <laughs> I sort through them and I create beautiful analogies. Um, but yeah, I just—I was thinking of that while I was pulling notes together for this, and and I was just like, it just seems to have a lot of concepts that really make haunted mansion work the way that it does. So, um, <laughs> and haunted mansion hasn't been messed with. Why'd you got to mess with? Journey into Imagination. Yeah, geez, Disney. So, unfortunately, on October 10th, 1998, Disney did mess with Journey into Imagination. Boy, did they. They closed it down. It was closed down for uh, just almost a year, a hair under a year. Reopened on October 1st, 1999 as Journey into Your Imagination. One big problem with this. Figment was removed, as well as the theme song, One Little Spark.
1: Mm, Like... (laughs) Disney is never, you know, finished, quote unquote. That was Walt's old rule. And it's like, I understand you have to breathe life into these attractions or breathe new life rather. What was the thought process in this? They literally took everything out of the attraction that drew people to the attraction that, that made people love this attraction.
0: Yeah. I I don't know that I have any way to defend the idea, but I think I can tell you because the whole pavilion was reimagined to kind of create synergy with Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Because they put honey, I shrunk the Kit, the audience in the 3D movie theater in the, mm-hmm. as part of the imagination pavilion. And so they decided to make the whole thing like a science institute. and imagination was just going to be like part of the science Institute. Um,
1: bad idea. Yes, uh-huh, not just a bad idea, a really bad idea. And it's like I, like I don't hate Eric Idol. But I don't necessarily like him in the role of Dr. Nigel Channing. Like, there's just something about him that rubs me the wrong way. And like, like maybe it's the fact of whose job he took that, rubbed, that rubs me the wrong way. But it's like, like like I said, I don't necessarily dislike him, but I do not like him in this role. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, uh,
0: I'm, I'm a big Monty Python fan, big, <laughs> big fan of Eric Idle. I just wish he wasn't in my journey into imagination. And, and also,
1: when they make his face into the moon, it's kind of terrifying.
0: <laughs> that part's kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's rocking back and forth like this. Uh-huh, yeah,
1: and and, and uh, creeping into your nightmares. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, obviously, it was loved by everyone. Clearly. And that's why it lasted for just that two years. Mm-hmm. The ride ended As up... As we already
1: previously said, it was too beautiful
0: for the it world. It was. It was too perfect. <laughs> the attraction closed down October 8th, 2001. And then it didn't open again until June 2nd, 2002. So the refurb um, was actually pretty quick. But just staying with Journey into Your Imagination for a second. This is when they introduced the concepts of um, you're now part of a the science lab. Um, as you went into the ride, they scanned you and they were like, oh, no, you don't have an imagination.
1: Which, by the way, how dare you? No kidding. Yeah, that's I mean. It's like, okay, you putzes. You paid your money. By the way, y'all suck. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you tell me? How can you
0: tell me? I have no imagination. Your scanner's broken, my friend. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. I think that was more a defunct scanner. And then, <laughs> and then they send you into the labs. You have to go through sound illusion, color, gravity, and connections. The only thing I wanted to point out here is there are some things that, well, obviously there's some things that held over, like the sound lab. They've changed it up, but the sound lab still kind of exists um, mm-hmm. in today's version. You go into a sight lab instead of an illusion. Gravity, um, in the gravity version of Journey Into Your Imagination, you went into an upside down world. That still happens today. Yep. Now it's just Figman's house. Yeah. Um, and they kept the effect with the butterfly disappearing. Oh, I love cage, that thing. Which is awesome.
1: Uh-huh. I still don't know how they do it. And by the way, listeners, don't don't spoil the, <laughs> don't magic, spoil me, the magic for Landon.
0: Don't do it. <laughs> Let him believe in magic. So, uh, it, yeah,
1: it, they shortened the track, too, which is another thing. Yes, vastly shorted the track, which kind of uh, it's been theorized going back to uh, when Kodak didn't put up all the money that Disney wanted for a refurb. People have theorized that the reason they shorted it or they shortened it so much is because they just strictly didn't have the budget to do a full-blown uh, refurbishment. Yeah. So it's like, uh, snip, snip, this part is out. Yeah, snip, snip, cheerio, as, <laughs> as Eric Idle would say. Uh, <laughs> he definitely says that in, in this attraction, too.
0: <laughs> he does. Um, so the ride closed October 8, 2001, reopened June second, two 2002 as Journey Into Imagination with figment they wanted people Uh to put it right emphasis
1: on the figment i actually believe the uh there was another working title it had when it first opened it was journey into imagination with figment we're really sorry you guys we totally messed it up and we understand here's figment we love him too so please come back yeah but it's a little wordy so they had to shorten
0: it yeah it's it's that that one. It doesn't kind of roll off the tongue quite as well, but Mm-mm, really doesn't. But they did no. want people to know. It was like the way that they reworked the uh, Birds of Prey title and made sure to put Harley Quinn in it <laughs> because people didn't know what Birds of Prey was because we're all dumb. Uh-huh.
1: Uh- and also speaking of that title, it was a really long and convoluted <laughs> title. Like 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 I knew who Harley Quinn was. I knew who Birds of Prey was. But when I originally looked at that title, it's like, what is going on here? Yeah. Like, yeah, that
0: title's so long. I'm like, you know what? I don't need to see this movie because I'm exhausted by the title.
1: <laughs> so,
0: and that turned out to be a pretty okay movie. Yeah, I liked it. I'll give it a shot at some point. I'm sure. Oh wow, Siri chiming in.
1: <laughs> yeah, apparently Siri has opinions on birds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, you're good.
0: The one thing I wanted to mention from the, the current version, uh, of course, they've changed the labs, and now you're, you go through human senses. So, sound, sight, smell, touch, and taste. Notoriously, when you go into the smell lab, you get to smell skunk, and everybody loves that part. Ugh. They did bring back one little spark with some a few changes, but it exists. But the big thing was they also revamped the queue, so now there's a lot of references to Disney films that mm-hmm. involved, like, scientists goofy wacky scientists and i love the fact that there's a big tribute to robin williams in there yes mm-hmm. um where you know he he was in flubber right yeah yeah he was in flubber <laughs> why did i question myself but i said it and then i was like is that right <laughs> you know yeah it's
1: a picture of him holding uh, holding the flubber
0: yeah so so you've got him in there you've got uh wayne zelinski from honey i shrunk the kids dean higgins uh from dexter riley films and uh Reference to the computer that wore tennis shoes, with a glass-fronted computer room, including a sign on the door: "No tennis shoes allowed." I mean, That's a deep cut. It's a, I was going to say, if you pick up on that one, <laughs> well
1: done. Yeah, if you pick up on that one, you're a nerd and need a life. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, that was me. <laughs>
0: no, I I co-sign it. <laughs> We're nerds that need lives, so we get it. That is true. Mm-hmm.
1: I also think, uh, if I remember correctly, isn't there a uh, a, a dean? Finder at one point a uh, kind of tip yeah. of the cap a uh, top hat to the Dream Finder.
0: Yes, that is absolutely correct. There is a Dean Finder. Speaking of being a nerd, yeah,
1: and uh, yeah, I,
0: I mean, I, I enjoy because you know they've got a few little artifacts from the movies in the queue. Um, I don't often spend a lot of time in the queue because if it's, it's a, a walk on, it's, it's usually a walk on, and if it's a long wait, I'm not lining up for <laughs> nope.
1: it. Nope. Yep. Sorry,
0: figment. Yeah, but again the use of figment in this ride bothers me because i do feel like they bring him in as more of like a a foil to uh Mm. dr nigel channing and dr nigel channing is one of these guys and i guess you could kind of look at it like well he's the one that's like stuck up and needs to change and figment helps him open up but it doesn't necessarily come across that way until until the end i think
1: yeah, I was going to say, that's definitely the story they tell. And at the end, he's like, oh, I do have my imagination. How lovely is this? And yeah. But, but it, it doesn't come across that way.
0: Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I'm i hoping for better days in the future. You know, there, there, I still we still, when we can, we still ride Journey into Af- Imagination with Figment because we love Figment. We love One Little Spark there are certain things about the ride that I still really enjoy. I like, once you get to the the end, the finale scene, and I won't necessarily spoil that there's some cool effects. And then you get to, you're surrounded by really cool, like, uh, figments doing different things again. Yep. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Kind of a callback to the original as well with a yeah. lot of uh, what he's doing in that finale. Yeah, Which, by the way, that's that's that, that's the best part of the ride, right? It is. I think so. And then, actually, I really
0: like the offload because it's another one of those that has a really cool effect. I am going to spoil this mm-hmm. one just because I love talking about it. It's after you see Dr. Nigel Channing is the moon and he's singing <laughs> to you. You go into a room full of stars, and once you're fully in the room, it magically transforms, and you're in the offload. Like, it's just yeah. the effect is, is effective, mm-hmm. and... Like, every single time, it brings a smile to my face. Like, it's just, it's very good.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. so Definitely a highlight of the ride. Who would have thought that one of the highlights of a ride is getting off getting the off. <laughs> I know. Actually, I think that was one of the highlights of Journey Into Your Imagination, if I remember <laughs> reading those reviews correctly. <laughs> yeah.
0: When it was over. <laughs> yeah. We still have an Image Imageworks. Um, it's, you know, kind of a shell of its former self. It's, it's, especially right now, because you, you can't really do a lot of the the... Hands-on kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, they had some character meet and greets that they recently updated, where Joy from Inside Out and Sadness were in there, and Wreck It Ralph uh, characters, Ralph and Vanellope um, were in there. Vanellope, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's like you can get your you can get uh, like green screen pictures if you want to look like a
1: Jedi, a, which is a. Weird I was going to say a Jedi because they have a lot of Star Wars pictures you can interact with. Yeah,
0: but there's some things to do. I remember on the first trip that i i took with the kids we hung out in there for a little while because you used to be able to design your own figment and then you could send an email from the little terminal to like oh whoever, that's cool whoever you wanted to with your little figment so hmm. yeah so we did that and yeah then-
1: i you describing it as a as a shell of its former self even if we weren't in these uh covid times where they really uh put the kibosh and a lot of the interactive stuff i think is you you Made reference to it earlier as the technology is caught up with you know these phone type things. I think I think that takes a lot of the appeal out of somewhere like uh, Imagine Works Image or Works, whatever yeah. because it's like like oh cool you could do a green screen yeah you got a uh, you have a filter on your phone that can do that oh cool you can you can hit weird things to make music notes again you have an app for that so it's like like as technology is caught up and become more readily available to everybody else I do think it takes a lot of the punch. Out of out of you know something like that. You're right. You
0: are, we're we're a little bit um, desensitized to some of these interactive attractions now because we can just mm-hmm. like you said, it's either on our phone or at home. Yep. We can do mm-hmm. all this stuff. It's a, it's a little strange. Uh, at Disney definitely. That's I think that's one of the things that ended up sinking in inventions when we go there. Uh, as we start to talk about M34Ds of the future, um, because so many of the interactive displays and things are just like, wow, yeah, that's I have all this uh-huh. at my house.
1: Yeah, it's like, oh cool, I can download a 99 cent app in the app store to do exactly this. Yeah. So, <laughs> sad, but there there are things that maybe
0: could have been done to save it, but we'll we'll get there eventually. I wanted to mention the Kodak sponsorship actually lasted 28 years. It only ended in August of 2010. And then the two attractions of this ride that we are not fans of, I'm going to give credit where credits due. Both created by Tom Fitzgerald. What are you doing, Tom?
1: Tom. Come Tommy on, me boy. Tommy. Buddy, come on, man, Tom. <laughs> he did the O to the M. What were you thinking, bud? Come on.
0: However, if there is a future, a brighter future ahead for Journey Into Imagination, Tony Baxter has said he would be willing to come out of his retirement to help redo this attraction.
1: Yeah, we... Uh, we, we... If I remember correctly, that was a news story not that long ago because I mean like like clearly T to the B, like like he loves this attraction. I mean, it was it was the spark from his imagination that gave that gave us this. So if if anybody's gonna fix it, I have I have faith in Tony Baxter. Me or too. T to the B. Me too. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, we're gonna wrap it up with some rapid fire fun facts. So put your get your gavel, put your robe back on, Landon. All right. All rise. Okay. Number one, why is Figment purple? This is because of the Kodak sponsorship. You really? see, he could not be red and yellow because that was the color of the Fuji Film Company, oh. and so mm. Kodak could not. Even though that that was Kodak's colors as well, they couldn't do it. So they decided to go with purple because it was a neutral color and it didn't reference uh, competitors' film companies.
1: Interesting. It's like like Kodak apparently had a lot of sway back in the day at Epcot because uh, when we were doing our uh, walk around the world. Uh, in Japan, we mentioned how there was going to be like a like a Fuji coaster. And mm-hmm. uh, apparently, Kodak put the kibosh on that because they thought it made reference to Fujifilm too much. That's right. Or it could have been uh, considered a uh, a shout out to Fujifilm.
0: That's exactly right. Yep. Thank so you, Kodak. Kodak. Kodak was dropping the band hammer on all, this, all these ideas. <laughs> uh, number two, the restroom inside Journey to Imagination still plays the background music from the original 1983
1: ride. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah, but uh, but, but it's a fact about a bathroom, so I'm going to deem that not a fun fact.
0: I just imagine you can sit on a toilet, close your eyes, and you're transported (laughs) back to the original days of the ride. (laughs) The Imagination Pavilion's gone through a lot of changes. The largest, in terms of image works, is that the second floor, it shut down and was abandoned for a long time. Mm -hmm. Nothing up there. I mean, there were urban explorers who went up there and they were up there and
1: uh uh-huh, yeah when when they shouldn't have they been, shouldn't it's have like, been. And we do not advocate that but those are some cool videos
0: yeah there are some cool videos don't go
1: find them but there's some cool nope, videos and we do not advocate that i cannot emphasize that enough <laughs> as judge landon right now
0: but now the second floor has reopened as a disney vacation club lounge that offers charging stations complimentary drinks and other perks i almost got to go up there with our friend allison wdw minibar the wait was too long, and we were ready to go do other things, so we didn't wait for it. So, so there someday, was a
1: wait to get into the lounge?
0: Yeah, it, it, well, it was a rainy day. Oh, that, that would probably explain it. Yeah. yeah,
1: so people were trying to find shelter, so there was a bit of a wait. Well, um, as somebody who's not fancy enough to be a DVC member, I am deeming that not a fun oh, fact. dang. I'm jealous. Okay.
0: All <laughs> right. How about this one? Figment had a larger role in Epcot than you imagine when uh, Epcot first opened. You see, when Epcot first opened in October, I was going to say October of 1982. Is that right? That seems right. But now I'm confusing myself. The judge will allow it. Okay. There were no characters because characters were not supposed to be in Epcot. The <laughs> only walk around characters that you could meet and interact with and potentially get autographs were Figment and the Dreamfinder. And uh, they were, they not only served as the mascots for Journey into Imagination, but really the whole park.
1: I will deem that a fun fact. Yes. Nowadays, also the judge is saying they need to bring them back as walk around characters.
0: Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I would I would take both versions of figment. The the full like figment that walks around independently that you could hug and also the puppet version that the dream fighter Mm -hmm. carried around both versions. Great. Both acceptable. Both acceptable and figment can change size. He's
1: a magical dragon. Exactly. Yeah, he can do whatever he wants. So your imagination, dummy. Yeah, Figment. I don't know. I went all Steve Brule there for a second, but all right. <laughs> Figment these days has
0: been relegated to kind of being the mascot of things like the Festival of the Arts, which is going on right now, and, mm-hmm. and sometimes um, you know he'll show up in like food and wine merch and different
1: things. And you'll yeah, you know, actually I actually have a, a a chef Figment mug from Food and Wine a couple of years ago. So. Yeah,
0: and you'll see him like you know, especially when you see like retro Epcot gear. They like to use Figment on that kind of stuff. I just don't like to think of him, of him as something from the past. I want him to be current and I want him to be forever.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree with you. And and it does seem like Disney is not shying away from putting figment on merchandise and stuff like that. You have to remember a few years ago when uh, Disney purchased Marvel, there was a figment and Dreamfinder comic book series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like they're definitely still of the mindset of keeping him, you know, current and not something of the past. And plus it's like, it seems like they have Figment on everything. They they have to be making just tons of money with Figment for merchandising alone. So I think as long as that trend continues, Figment's always going to have a have a spot in Epcot and in the world of Disney or Disney World, I should say.
0: I really hope that that's true. I and again, this is something I've referenced in the past. we Will clearly notate that it is a rumor or hearsay, but people inside the Disney company have quoted Bob Chapek as saying that guests don't care about figment and therefore he doesn't care about figment and that makes me feel concerned because guess who's in the CEO seat? Bobby so, Chaps. Old, good old Mr. Clean.
1: <laughs> well, don't insult him. Maybe he'll leave it if we if we just don't say anything about his appearance.
0: <laughs> I just, I, I do fear that, you know, there's risk there because as, as we mentioned when the epcot plans were unveiled at d23 for the reimagining of of epcot and how it was going to look in the future it just seemed to me that there was a lot of um maybe conspicuous by its lack of mentioning was the imagination pavilion
1: I get that. And I, and I, there probably is some truth to that. We've also heard the rumor forever that it's going to be rebranded into like Inside Out or something like mm-hmm. that. Cause I mean, it's like, it's, Inside Out, I think could definitely very easily be inserted into it. But at the same time, like, I, I'm clearly a, a Figment guy. Yeah. Figment's my dude. So I don't want him to go away. But, and it's like, <sighs> Going back to what I said, it's like I do still think he'll have a spot, but with what you just said, it makes me kind of worry he's going to be like a merchandise exclusive thing. Because they know they can sell Figment on t-shirts, mugs, hats, picture frames, and whatever, but they don't necessarily have to have him in an attraction. So, yeah, dang it, Jay, you
0: made me worried. I'm sorry. That's not what I'm here to do. I'm here to help you imagine a brighter future, uh, with Figment <laughs> prominently featured in Epcot, and and who knows, you know, maybe things will are turn around, and and maybe Tony Baxter, while he's hanging around the facility helping with Splash Mountain, starts dropping some ideas and hints and influence. <laughs> Cause, save cause us, Tony.
1: I'll, yeah, save us T to the B. It's like, because I'll be honest, it's like. Figman is synonymous with epcot like spaceship earth is to epcot at least for me when i think epcot those are the two things that come to my mind immediately like like spaceship earth or the good old epcot ball that's that's you know the icon of epcot but for me the mascot of epcot is Figman.
0: yeah i agree and it will always be that way whether it's just in in our hearts or if it becomes a a more of a reality when you were talking about Just being a character for merchandising, it made me think of Spike the Bee and Orange Bird. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, those two things have have definitely just become uh, mostly just merchandising things, although we never had attractions that were based on Orange Bird or Spike the Bee. And Figment deserves higher billing,
1: higher billing than those Mm -hmm. two guys. And not just his name featured in an attraction.
0: Yeah. So. All right, guys. I knew that this one would probably go a little longer because we're passionate about this one. And plus, it's our first M3-4D back.
1: Yeah, yeah. We got to stretch our legs here in the fun V of the Monday Morning Monorail podcast.
0: Yeah. But I think that'll wrap this one up for today. So, uh, and I appreciate you coming back on the M3-4D. And I'm looking forward to knocking out the rest of Epcot. And, um, man, we're going to have a good time doing this. I'm, I'm glad to be back to it.
1: Yep, me too, buddy. Looking forward to the future. Yep. All right. Stick with us. We'll be back to wrap up the show. Stay with us.
0: Welcome back to the monorail. It's us, Landon and Justin, one more time to wrap up the show. If you didn't know already, we recorded these things a little bit out of order. We never know how long segments are going to be. And when it gets down to it, we don't want you to be saddled with like a a two hour, like war and peace version of the Monday morning (laughs) monorail podcast. We try to get in, get out. Give you the the entertaining content and then let you move on with your day, guys. Um, I hope that you're just as excited as we are about the future of the podcast. Uh, I am looking forward to um, really kind of refreshing what we've got going on here and and you know building an even stronger foundation of of listeners and family members. I consider you all, whether you like it or not, members of the Monorail family. Whether you're just a listener to the podcast. If you follow us on Twitter at Morning Monorail, if you're a member of the Monday Morning Monorail family group on Facebook, and it's even better if you do all those things, it's even better. But you know, Tuesday nights we do another little show with Jen and Frank from Theme Park Thursday with Dillos Diz called the Parks and Monorail's Most Magical Hour every eight every Tuesday every eight thirty every Tuesday at eight thirty <laughs> Eastern Time PM. Join us. We have people that that even stay up late over in the UK. Lee, I'm looking at you. to enjoy that program because it's so good and there's a we're building a nice community around it so come be part of that we'd love for you to be there but whether you know if you do all those things or just listen here we're so grateful that you are part of the monorail family and we look forward to the future with you guys so that's us i'm gonna let landon close it out but first Gummy everywhere follow Gummy at Gummy on twitter and Gummy on youtube make sure you do all the things and now landon he knows how to do the plugs. He knows how to end a show. So, Landon,
1: hit it. L-A-N-D-O-Z, please go follow me, Landon Doan. I'm the best, Landon Doan, not the rest. That's where you can follow me, 280 characters at a time on Twitter. I also run a website, buttmunchchips.com, chips. Sit on your butt and munch. That's where you can find really outdated uh, podcasts on the Sweet Science of Professional Wrestling, uh, Game of Thrones Talk, AKA Got Talk. And I just got the email. I apparently auto renewed monthships.com <laughs> So it will be around for at least one more year. Yay, auto renewal. Um, uh, but in lieu of going there, I invite you to visit the iTunes store and search for Near Fall Radio. It's uh, where you can find myself and Will Rab, waxing poetic on the Sweet Science of professional wrestling uh we just had an episode a couple weeks ago talking about the unfortunate passing of aew superstar Brody lee and also the best of and the worst of in the world of professional wrestling so uh check that out i also appear on the phil show news talk 987 woki radio station locally here in knoxville tennessee streaming 6 to 10 a.m eastern standard time at news talk 987.com also available in the news talk 987 app and the iHeartRadio app as well. You mentioned Lee earlier. Apparently, Lee fired up his old internet machine and was listening to The Phil Show at one point this week. So, uh, once again, shout out to Lee for uh, listening to my day job. So, for the Monday Morning Monorail family, my name is Landon Doan. Thank you for joining us. Another fantastic episode of the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. You've been great. We've been the Monorail family. Thank you very much and have a good night. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. We hope you enjoyed the journey and we look forward to seeing you again
0: next week.